Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring Kane Gang. I'm hurt, dog. Don't ask me if I'm all right. Hell no. Joaquin said dominate, and we not doing it. I put my heart in this dog. Let's go, man. Let's go. Kane Gang. Kane Gang. Kane Gang. You're listening to Kane Gang, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Orange and green, that's Kane Gang. You ready to storm 18? That's Kane Gang. Kane Gang. Welcome, 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 everybody, to another edition of the Kane Gang Radio Show here on Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. Uh, first and foremost, apologies for last week. We had uh, some some situations. Obviously, Bird, you know, a uh, little Grayson had to go to the hospital, man. So, like, I was unable to uh, record and stuff. So, for all those who tuned into a, a pre-recorded show and listened to something that was probably doubled up on, uh, thank you so much for listening to that. And but we're listen, we're fresh, we're live. Uh, we got guests on tonight. We're ready to rock and roll here in the Kane Gang Show. Um, so, Bird, man, first and foremost, man, how's your week going so far? It's going good, man. Busy like crazy, man, but it's a good problem to have, you know? I feel you. And then also joining us tonight, we have two super cool individuals, AB, if you guys haven't, you know, checked this out, stickers by AB, and Jay Hood from Stadium Drive. Hey, guys, what's going on? How you guys doing? Good, man. What's going on, man? Another day in paradise. So let, let me start off real quick. Jay, you're up there in Georgia, right? You're in Valdosta. You know, obviously you're kind of, you know, three hours, give or take away from Atlanta. Um, any Alabama fans up in the area where you're at, or, or what's the deal up there? Um, there's a couple. Um, it, it's it's mainly Seminole and Georgia Bulldog country up here, which is bad enough. Um, yeah, you're right. But yeah, there's there's a couple out of Alabama fans. You can you can definitely tell the Alabama fans that were fans before 2007. <laughs> you, you know what I mean. There's a lot of them that just came on board. Here's what I was just going to say, right? If you find an Alabama fan, at least those new ones. I mean, look, I know they got some and they've got a long storied history, but chances are a lot of them are Bama fans, Dallas Cowboys, New York Yankees, and LA Laker <laughs> fans, bro. Yeah. Tell me yeah. that's not the truth, man. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. So out of those four teams you just named, I can absolutely give a rat's ass, bro. I am an orange and green Miami Hurricane fan through and through. Just Till like I'm I die, baby. You already know. So, A.B., listen, man, I want to chop it up with you, too. Um, obviously, you guys got this thing going, the stickers by A.B. This thing is kind of blowing up. Um, obviously, you guys got great creations. You got you got good, you know, products out there. Tell me a little bit how that started. Well, actually, my boy right here, uh, Hudgens, helped me get it started. It was kind of just a, a small conversation, just throwing out some ideas of, you know, this and that. And um, he actually saw one of my designs. He's like, man, I, I'd really like that as a sticker. And it just snowballed from there. Like, you know, at that point, like he just kept on throwing out a bunch of ideas. I'm like, you know, I, I think we should just go in on this. And he was like, hell yeah, let's do it. And it kind of just all went from there. So we actually just celebrated our one year anniversary. So, you know, it's it's been quite the ride. Um, it went by real fast. Uh, unfortunately, Hudges is no longer with uh, our company, but, you know, he's always, uh, He's always got a special place in our hearts, but uh, you know now I have another business partner with me, and we're rocking and rolling. So, yeah. so, huh, so you're you're one of the founding members of the Stickers by AB. Yeah, man. Uh, like AB said, it was just I, I seen the design, and I was like, yeah, that would be awesome. And then we just started talking. Um, uh, yeah, but unfortunately, I had to step back. Uh, what two, three, maybe four months ago now. 
Yeah. But uh, I'm still sending AB designs, like yeah, or yeah. ideas. <laughs> like I'm still, and I, I'll send him an idea, and he'll be like, "Nah, that's dumb." And I'm like, "Okay, let me keep working on it." So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like an honorary member, you know. Just, just you know. So one design that in particular, obviously, if anybody follows me on IG, obviously, as I put on for my city, right? So it was funny when when that sticker came out. People were just shooting me DMs left and right, like, Cole, did you see this one? Man, what's going on, man? Who's trying to put out something but I put off my city? I said, listen, man, at the end of the day, like, we all repped that 305. We all put off of that city, right? So, like, I, I wasn't mad about it. I was kind of like, man, I love it. And at the end of the day, I didn't even start it. Man, that was a Jeezy song, right? Like, so at the end of the day, like, I'm just surprised nobody else got that, that IG name, you know what I mean? And I just ran with it and – you know, been going for it. So what are some of the top selling, what are some of your top selling stickers? Like, you know, how do you categorize it or do you kind of feel like one's better than the other or, or how do you guys? Well, I, I have some of my personal favorites, right? Okay. And the thing is like, you just never know what's going to sell. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think me and Hudgens went through this, like, man, that shit is fire. And yep. then you pull out there and it just doesn't, you know, it, it's not received the same way. So, but the, the biggest selling one bar none and, and for good reason is the Luca to the U sticker um you know for obvious reasons so um but beyond that the ones that are you know hurricanes like uh the 305 hurricane is a huge seller the, the 305 hands is a huge seller um those are probably the two biggest ones uh one that is probably hudgens favorite is the hurricane warnings flag uh, big fan that, big big fan yeah that, that's a big one too but you know it, it's kind of hit or miss you just never know what's going to be well received but we just keep on trying to put out new ideas left and right and see you know to see what people like so i love all the canes ones but you know what i gotta tell you is to me the, the most creative design of all of them and it's not a canes flag it's your tiger sticker man tiger with the goat and the master's flag oh, yeah. i gotta say i don't know whichever one of y'all's idea that one was but that one was solid fellas yeah that that's actually a design that's been out for a while but we saw it and you know obviously, really you know, yeah I was going to say, I'd never seen that before. My, man. So, my, one of my boys actually had it as a shirt, and I'm like, oof, I got to do oh, it. Like, that I, is I, hard, because I, I love Tiger, man. I'm a huge yeah, fan of that guy. So If he's playing, yeah. we're watching. So, you know, yeah. I don't know if he's got his injury this year or whatever, but um, that might not help again. But when we saw that, we just had to make it. The, yeah. the, uh, the, the, the presidential collection is a, is a cool collection. I love the uh, <laughs> the names with the, with the date or with the years and all that stuff. So I, like I, I, and I like why he likes it so much, though, right? When he thought of it, <laughs> I mean, I, I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna take credit. I was just no, listen, but, but to to be controversial, some of those, some are good, but then, like again, so I'm an old school cat, right? So, like to me, like you really could have got in depth with some some major ones, like you know, you think about like Jerome Brown and Russell Maryland and Cortez Kennedy's sure. like, you know, you could have put those three names out there with like Trace Amigos. Like there's all kinds of things you can do, but like me being an old school cat, you know, from, from the, like the, the mid eighties, like those guys are just different back then. Right. So you have a lot of, you know, listen, you have a couple old school ones, but like you have a lot of newer ones, but the t-shirts the themselves, I mean, again, like AB, you and I were talking on the phone, like even like the Olympic ring, you know, with their national championships in there, I thought it was very symbolic based off what we just came through with the Olympics being, you know, held in Tokyo. So I thought that was a really cool design as well. So sure. at, at the end of the day, man, it's it's being able, like you and I talked about, AB, being able to put out the product, being able to see what people like. And everybody's going to have a different opinion on what they like, what they don't like, you know. 100%. But, you know, at the end of the day, who cares, man? Do you rep you, rep you, and then literally rep you, right? So, but like rep it and, and move forward. Um, 
So we did see something on, on Instagram and on, uh, and on Twitter that uh, you were actually merging with another partner. Is that correct? Uh, so we're not merging, but we do oh, uh, partner up with, with Canesware. So okay. he, uh, he actually bought a few of our designs. So he's going to be selling uh, right now. He started off with five different designs. He's going to be selling at the store. Uh, it's the 305 fins one um the qb1 for uh tua and there's three uh three hurricane ones which is the 305 hurricane the three her uh, uh the hurricane flags and the five-time champ sticker on gotcha. top of that he's actually going to be taking some of our sticker designs and putting them on shirts um and some of the shirts that we've already designed he's looking to to make those too nice so those are actually going to be selling at the store pretty soon um and then, you know, that's actually some of the shirts that he's going to be making. We're going to be selling on our website as well. And there actually even might be a couple of designs that are exclusively sold at Canesware. So a lot of, nice. a lot of good things coming. Well, just remember, like, so some of your brand ambassadors need to get first plugs on some of that <laughs> stuff. So just want to throw that out there. If anybody's watching or anybody's looking for to get a little discount, it's got Father 10, not going to throw a plug in there. But, you know, hey, it is what it is. You know, go ahead, <laughs> you know, go to Stickers by AB and, and, and plug it up. So. Listen, at the end of the day, this is this is what we love. This is what we want to do. We want to we want to bring people on. We want to just kind of I like to use the word fellowship because that's what we're doing. man. we're just fellowship and we're bonding and we're bonding over something that we all have a particular like like passion about. And that's the Miami Hurricanes. Obviously, earlier on, on, the, on the bottom of the screen, we had 17 days. We are literally 17 days from the 2021 season. Going back from last season. Listen, we finish on a, on a bad note. Obviously, you know, the UNC game the Oklahoma state game for the bowl game. So going into 2021, obviously that, that big, you know, national powerhouse Alabama is standing right in our way. So AB, I'm going to start with you. What do you think is going to happen when we play Alabama and what are you most looking forward to during that game? So I'm not expecting a win for that game. Um, Dude, I'm already chalking that up, dog. With that dog, it's all right. I'll be Atlanta. I'll be rooting us on. Trust me. So it's not. I'm not just saying that. No expectations. You you guys deal with it. I'm going. I'm repping, but I don't expect us to win. Okay. My biggest thing that I want to see, and I think it's more of a coaching thing, is coming out and looking prepared. Don't look like our asses are hanging out like we did against UNC and you know and against Clemson. Just look like you were prepared to play that game. Whatever. It ends up being the score. It ends up being, but just go in there and compete, you know, and, and that'll be the biggest thing for me. Okay. Jay Hub, what about you, man? What are you looking forward to? And, and what kind of like, what are you thinking about the game in itself? Well, I, I'm, I'm fired up to be going. Um, fired up to be tailgating with all you boys. <laughs> Sir. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I, AB kind of hit it on the head. Um, just don't play sloppy, you know, no unsportsmanlike penalties. You know, don't get see, – see if Manny can get these guys ready for the big game. I mean, this is the biggest game of Manny's career, I would arguably say. So, you know, just just go out there and see how they've been preparing and, you know, see if they're ready. So you, you mentioned something, like, right at the beginning about, like, like unnecessary penalties or anything like that, right? And and I think that's key because if you go back to the Clemson game last year, literally first series, had yeah. them on fourth down, and, and we line up off sides and give them – you can't give Alabama more opportunities than they are already going to get, right? So those little costly mistakes can literally go from being, 
you know, zero, zero to 14, zero super quick. Right. Yeah. So I think that is a very, very great point that you brought up at the end of the day, keep it simple, keep it locked, make sure you know your assignments. And, and again, my biggest thing and what I'm looking for is, and we only saw it one time last year and it was against the Duke game is the tackling. I need to see sufficient right. tackling, like wrap up. I don't care if it's for a two yard gain or a three yard gain. You don't want that two-yard, three-yard game to get broke and the next thing you know, it's, it's a 70-yard it's a touchdown, right? And, and there's too many times that you watch the Miami Hurricanes. I don't want to throw this out there, but like a la Amari Carter against UNC who just literally ran gets, gets ran over for another 20, 30 yards. And, and I, I feel bad saying that, but all you have to do is wrap up. You're big enough to go down to the ankles, wrap up. So that's what I'm looking for is what is our tackling going to be like? Bird, what, what are you thinking about that? What are you thinking about as far as, like, game planning against Alabama? Well, you're going against the, the GOAT coach, right? I mean, you're going against the king of, go- of uh, you know, of coaching, king of motivators. You know, they're going to come in. They're going to be prepared. Um, you know, I know we've said multiple times, hey, if you're going to beat them, this is, this is the time to kind of catch them off guard and stumble right. a little bit. Uh, but make no mistake about it. I don't care if they reloaded every single position with true freshmen. Uh, they're going to have guys that are there and, <clears throat> and ready to play. But, you know, my overall take on the game, look, we just got to show up and we have to look respectable out there, right? We have to right. look like, you know, our head's on straight. Um, you can lose this game, right? You can lose this game. And honestly, you're still alive for anything the rest of the year, man. I mean, you can lose this game, you can win out, and then you can, you know, you catch Clemson slipping and you're in the playoff, <laughs> right, without, right, without question. So, you know, all I want to do, I mean, I'm picking us to win just because, hey, you know what, it doesn't cost me anything to pick us to win, right, other than being wrong, and I don't care. <laughs> you know, uh, I say I'm, I'm picking us to win uh, 31 to 30 on a uh, last second uh, Andres Borgales field goal from, you know, 50 <laughs> yards. I would love nothing more than that, man. There's Talk about the the big, the greatest feeling ever walking out of there, man, would be, uh, would be winning a game like that, you know. I mean, look, I'm, anyway, not sure. I'm not sure if I'd be walking. Like, if that happened, <laughs> I, I right. don't know if I would be walking out of that stadium. <laughs> and right. we already we already said, man, Georgia Tech's playing at like 7 p.m. against Northern uh, Northern Illinois. Illinois. Like and the, Georgia right Tech, over in there, bro. the Georgia Tech Stadium is right next to our hotel, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, you know, we win that game, we're just gonna be running up in there, just running a muck through uh, through their stadium, man, through Bobby Dodd. <laughs> I mean, what what better way to catch Alabama though? First game of the yeah. season. They're, you know, yeah. new quarterback. You know, they lost a lot last year. I know, I know Alabama doesn't rebuild, they just reload. But it's, I mean, it's still. definitely a copy, it's a copy and paste of Miami in the early 2000s and moving forward, right? So, yeah, obviously, they they maintain what they what Miami kind of started, right? Obviously, Miami ran it from really at the end of 98, so 99, 2000, which I feel like we should have played for the national title in 2000 against Oklahoma, not Florida State, but you know, 01, 02. 03 was really good. 04 was kind of that trickle down starting to yep. dwindle. Um, but I'll, listen, I'll give Alabama the credit in the world, man. Like it, they've done something that it's re- very rarely that you see as far as maintaining that dynasty for roughly a decade. You know, you can yep. go back to the, the early Miami days, winning in an 83, losing in 86, winning in 87, a bad call against Notre Dame in 88. You know, winning it in 89, the BYU game in 1990, or else you probably win then, 91, you lose to Alabama in 92. So really Miami and Alabama, now granted Alabama has more national championships, but again, as far as what they're doing, Miami's done the same thing for a whole decade. So, oh, yeah. you know, it's it just, it's crazy to think about 
back when Miami was independent, back when Miami was in the Big East, like they were just so dominant, right? And I used to always think, like at some point, the parity of college football will catch up. So now the parity is Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, and Ohio State. And really some schools, you know, pick and choose some schools here and there. But really, those are your top four schools year in and year out. For sure. Yeah. So so let me ask you a question real quick before we go to break. We have to go to break about 45 seconds. Um, as far as your stickers, obviously, listen, love them. You're not solely a Miami sticker person. <laughs> <laughs> we kill them on this too. Right, listen, but listen, listen, I'm an entrepreneur, bro. You know what I mean? Like, listen, business is business. If you want to rock out some garnet and gold, you want to rock out some orange and blue, by all means, man, you got to do you and, and make that bread, man. So yeah. <laughs> it hurts me to, it hurts me to make them, but listen, when you got that green coming in that bank account, that's all that matters. So right. we're going to go, we're going to go to break here in about eight seconds, but I just, I literally just want to throw that out to you because I felt like throwing a jab out there is probably what I should do is being on the can gang show, knowing you're repping up, but listen, I don't care if you're repping college teams, NFL teams, get into the, the NBA, NHL, whatever you want to do, bro. You know, profit is profit, business is business. So sure. we'll be right back here on the Kang Gang Show. We're chopping it up with Stickers by AB and my boy Jay Hood. Bird, we'll be right back. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Lowen. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker Every What's up? This is Gronk, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Serious XM. Yeah. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking I'm, I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't, you I don't call know. him that. I call him Tunga Vailoa. Whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo? Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tongo Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. I'm here to warn you about telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Some of these scammers may say threatening things like you will be arrested if you don't make payments or provide personal information. Do not fall for these tricks. These calls are not from us. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you for information or money. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Never give the caller your personal information like your Social Security number or bank account or send money in any form, cash, gift cards, wire transfers, or prepaid debit cards. Report the call to our law enforcement arm, the Office of the Inspector General at oig.ssa.gov. Share this information with your friends and family. 
Hola mi gente, ¿qué tal? Les saluda la diva, la potra, la caballota, la reina y mi queen. Un saludo a mi gente de Slam Radio. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. And we're back. Second segment here on the Kane Gang Radio Show on Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. You know, we've been doing this show now, Bird, for probably right out a year. Right um, out a year. Yeah. I know we, 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 we started up in August and... You know, listen, you know, to Larry and to Frank and those guys over at Slam Radio, we definitely want to give you guys much love and appreciation for giving us a platform and an opportunity, not just, you know, to have a podcast per se, but to be on national radio, I think is, uh, for me, it's a blessing, you know what I mean? And hopefully one day, one day soon, and one day maybe that I might get to call a game with Josie Gacky. No, I'm kidding. That, that'll never oh, happen. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, hey, you yeah. That's not going to be one day soon, man. That's going to be a long time away. I know, I know you're hooked up over there, bro, but you ain't hooked up that well. Listen, man, like my boy Donnie B, love that boy to death, man, you know, but like you got to call it like it is. Like, you know, we were talking with Lamar Thomas, and I'm trying to get Lamar to hop on the show at one point, but nice. I had asked him about that whole FIU situation back in the OB, you know, with the fight. And, he, you know, I'm not going to go into detail about what he said, but when we have him on the show, I'm going to let him air exactly what happened on that, that radio. So, you know, you never know what happens on the radio, right? I, I, they need to return my emails. Yeah, listen, <laughs> that, that's a whole other subject, man. I'm not even trying to get in with that. So, oh, man. long situation with the University of Miami and the uh, SID department. They just mm-hmm. either don't like us, don't care to respond to emails, Ooh. or just whatever the case may be. So, it's, it's brutal. So, obviously, J-Hood, you're going up there. A.B., you're going to Atlanta. When, when are you guys getting there? Obviously, you know, you're probably driving up, right, Jay? Yeah, I'm only uh, – I'm three hours south. So, okay. um, uh, myself and a buddy of mine, we were going to come up Friday night, but uh, we got some stuff to do Friday. So, we're going to come up Saturday morning as early as we can wake up. I think I'm going to try to leave my driveway at, like, 6 a.m. That a boy. I'm going to be calling A.B. on the phone. Calling some more boys. So uh yeah, Saturday morning. And, and A B, when you when you flying up? Uh I'll be there Wednesday because I'll be there for work beforehand. So oh nice. Yeah. Okay. Um are you guys planning on doing anything? Obviously, like Jay, you're going up there on Saturday. Uh A B, you're already be up there on Wednesday. Are you guys planning on doing anything in Atlanta while you're up there? I just hanging out with you guys, you know, just tailgating. We're gonna uh I'm staying with a buddy. That lives in Atlanta, so just gonna get to his house and uh I guess just go straight to wherever parking lot I need to go to, I guess. So we, we there's there's a parking lot right there at the stadium that I think so there there's two. So Canes United has one. Um I think they're about maybe seven tenths of a mile away on Forsyth Street or something like that. Yeah. Um that that's usually a pretty good tailgating thing. Um I usually would go over there, but unfortunately, like I just I didn't like their menu. Like, and I don't want to say it in a bad way. Um, so I'm like, I'm not going to roll over there. Just, and I, I might walk over there because there's a long time, but time, like, I think I'm getting there at like nine o'clock, give or take. So, yeah. you know, listen, I, Which, I got six what he and a half means hours. Is, <laughs> what he means is he'll like officially be there and already seen like 20 people by 9 a.m. You know, he's walking over at like 7 15, 7 45. <laughs> Listen, man, don't don't hate. Bro. <laughs> I will be right there with you, oh, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like, so, come on now. <laughs> but um, so Miami's actually doing a tailgate right at the. They're doing a tailgate right at the stadium. Um, if you ever come to the southwest corner of the stadium at the Hard Rock, 
they usually have an area blocked off. You, you know, they check your name in, you know, you pre-register. It's food, drinks, you know, the band and, you know, all that stuff like that. Sebastian will be there. But they're also, where that is, they also reserved a parking lot right at the stadium. So that's where the Home Depot backyard parking lot is. Um, so that's where, you know, I think a bunch of people are going to try to, you know, it opens at 7 a.m. And so they can definitely get in there, pop the tents, stock that music, you know, pop the grills, whatever people want to do. Because, yeah. listen, win or lose, and Bird, you touched on this, win or lose, the, Univer- the University of Miami just doesn't, don't need to look any for any farther. I'm sorry, any farther than Appalachian State because right. whether they win or they lose, right? So this is what I want to get into. Whether you win, how are you rebounding? Are, is your head like the size of the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, or are you going to be focused? And this is where I feel like with the upperclassmen and the senior leadership that I think our team finally has, I think they're going to be so controlled. Again, win or lose, going into the next game. Bird again, Alabama means really nothing to us. But again, let's be competitive. Let's act like we've been there before. Let's be ready to play. If we do that, moving forward, App State, uh, Michigan State, Central Connecticut State, Virginia, you're four and one potentially if you lose to Alabama, and then you go into that UNC game. And again, mm-hmm. I've been telling people this for a while. UNC really has nothing that scares me. You lose uh, Carter, you lose Williams, you lose Newsom, you lose Brown. So you lose four stars on offense per se, right? Um, your defense, they, they, they lost some defensive guys. So tell me why everybody, and I'm going to ask you, A.B., why is everybody thinking the UNC game is going to be one of the hardest games on our schedule? Sam Howell. But, but who does he have to throw the ball to? When you're that good, it, I mean, obviously it still hurts, but they have some really good coaches, and that matters a lot in college football. It does. Um, and, and on top of that with Sam Howell, I mean, they're a threat regardless. Um you know, it's 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 one of the games that I would, if I had to, I would bet us to lose until I've seen different, until I know that we've turned that corner. Um, I, I wouldn't like us going into it, but at the same time, I understand what you're saying. Like, I think, I, I don't think we were whatever, 31 or 37 points worse than them last year. That should have never happened. Yeah. Um, so going into this year, I do feel like we have a much better chance, especially with our senior leadership. Yeah. But Sam Howe is what it boils down to. If we find a way to stop him, then we're good. Jay, what are you, what are you thinking about that? Yeah. Uh, who, uh, listen, let me answer this question. When we win, who will get arrested running? Listen, I already said, bro, like if we win, I'm probably storming. I'm probably storming the field. Oh, yeah. We are absolutely. And that doesn't – look, storming the field doesn't happen in those big stadiums, man. But look, it doesn't. all – all 25, 30,000 of us that are going to be there for that game, bro. We are we are all going as one out on I that am definitely – listen, that. I am definitely a trendsetter. I have no quarrels about jumping over there first. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> hey, we're going to be close enough, that's for sure. So. Yeah, yeah. So, so, Jay, let me ask you that question. Um, finish up what I was asking you. What, what do you think about it? I mean, you know, they beat us by like 40 last year or whatever it was. And, it was uh, bad. Let's put it that way. <laughs> it was it was it was horrible and I was so mad. So that's why that's why I kind of just have a hard time like I have a hard time picking us to beat someone that beat us by 40 the year before. It's kind of like it's kind of like Florida State fans thinking that they're going to beat us this year. Kind well, I mean confident. Kind of but not kind of. It, it's not <laughs> it's the same but it's not the same. But they so, did beat, they did they did beat Carolina last year. Let me just throw that out there. I know, and that's what makes <laughs> and that's what makes college football so weird is that you do not know what team's going to show up from week to week. That's Correct. anybody can be beat. So that's that's kind of it. I mean, they they 
killed us last year. I know they lost a lot. Um, I believe we had some coaches out, I believe, that game last year. So, I don't know. I did my predictions this uh, on Twitter, and I know Bird gave me junk about it, which he gives me junk about oh, everything. Look, look, bro, come on. It's it's all love anytime, you know. Like, <laughs> we, have, we have fun, bro. We have fun. It's all, oh, that's yeah. all the reason I hate you. But I got I to tell you, I actually – I screenshotted you when you when you when you got Miami at ten and two, and then you then you deleted it and put it back up. I did, I did. You, did. I, you didn't I, even I, know I got him on the screenshot because I went to reply to it and it said the tweets aren't loading. So I was like, oh, ching! I said yeah. I got I got Jay on a screenshot on the ten because I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah, let me go ten and two, and then I was like, wait, I was like, wait, we could we could potentially lose a game that we're not supposed to lose like that. We can, we honestly, can. wouldn't surprise Absolutely. me. No, well, this like, is where, but this is where I feel like the the maturity of this team. And, and again, yeah. you look at somebody like, like Derek King. You look at somebody like a Corey Gaynor. Now, again, I know he's not very like a very like vocal leader, but again, he's someone who's been in a program. He's anchored the center for for three years now. Um, I think they have that maturity to really get over that hump. I, I think yeah. that moving forward, I don't listen. You got to be accountable to yourself first and foremost, right? Your coaches can only call what they're going to call. You got to be right. put in positions in order to make plays and to, and to win ball games. But at some point, you got to have that want to. You got to have that drive. You got to have that desire to look at the man next to you. And if he's not doing his job, get in his face, tell him, look, man, go pound sand, go kick rocks, bring in the next guy who wants to do that job. So right. I think I think there needs to be accountability on the players themselves. And I think if the, and I think that's what we've been lacking. There's no leadership. You don't see it. You don't hear it. You know, obviously the most infamous, you know, you know, YouTube video out there with, with Ed Reed is, you know, like I'm hurt, dog. Like he's literally going at his team, telling you don't see any videos of anything like that over the last 15, 18 years yeah. of any other player literally like putting the work in and putting that effort in. Yeah. So I think moving forward, if you have that and I think there are guys that can do that. And I just don't know what that role is going to be. But there's definitely got to be somebody inside that locker room, inside that huddle that that demands that that attention, that demands that respect. And who, if you were going to pick someone on offense, A.B., and, Jay, you pick someone on defense, who would you pick as that vocal leader that they, somebody would look up to? A.B., you go first. Someone on offense. Yeah. Uh, it's got to be De'Aaron King or Mike Harley, I guess, right? Those are your yeah. two biggest performers. They're the ones putting in the most work at this point. They're the proven guys. And especially for Harley, I mean, what kind of story is that, you know, for somebody who, who didn't necessarily, you know, perform up to par up until, you know, the middle of last season and then just says, all right, enough's enough. Time to put in the work and let's go. Yeah. You know, so I think it's either Harley or King, obviously, and and I'd go from there. Like, those are the guys that just have to have to be the ones – that tell all these other young cats, like, let's go. Okay. I, I would go with that. I mean, those are two guys I was thinking of. So, Jay, what are you thinking on defense? I'm thinking big Nesta in the trenches. He's got <laughs> he's he's gotta he's gotta step up and he's gotta he's gotta get those kids fired up. And then uh Bubba Bolden. I mean, broken nose Bubba Bolden just fired up. I got you. I, I, I think he's I think he's one. So I brought this up last year, too, or even a couple episodes ago. I think Bubba had a phenomenal season for the most part last year. Yeah. If you watched after the – during the NC State game, he literally got pancaked. Like, literally. By, the, by, the, by that tackle so, from NC State. Yeah, if you watched, like, the little throwback pass. Mm. And, like, 
And ever since that, I felt like he really didn't play the way that he should have played. Um, but I think he has all the attributes to literally become an All-American back there um, playing safety. Now, Bert, if you were to have to pick offense and defense pretty much leaders, who are you going with? Well, so so I think obviously on offense you got to go King, right? I mean, you know, he's definitely the alpha on the team. But I'm going to throw another name out there, and I guess it's more someone I'd love to see rise to the occasion, and that's Cam Harris, man. You know, I think, uh, you know, look, the, 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 the heart that that kid has and like, I mean, you know, he's, uh, yeah, man. I mean, he's definitely been putting the work in the weight room. I mean, he looks like a, a freak of nature out there. Um, you know, and I know everybody's looking on Chaney and Knighton, but to me, for us to see success this year, you know, Cam has to be the alpha running back, right? He's got to be the alpha with the ball in his hand. And then guys like Chaney, Knighton, even getting uh, Brown and Thad in there, uh, you know, those guys will compliment him, man. But if one of those other guys has to step up, man, something's not clicking on offense. So I would love to see it be Cam, the guy that raises everybody up. And, you know, on defense, uh, you know, the other guy that I'd like to see raise, rise to the occasion is Corey Flagg, right? Um, you know, Every interview that we've had with uh, with current players on here, the the players have, have kind of mentioned him as a kid that's like, you know, an old school mentality, uh, getting in there. He's working his butt off in there, um, you know, so I'd love to see that kid really kind of come in and surprise us this year and be the, uh, you know, and be the man in the middle for us because we definitely, definitely after 554 rushing yards, the UNC need that. Yeah. So one thing that I'm particularly looking forward to is our O-line, right? This has probably been a this is our best, most experienced O-line that we've had in a long, long time. Obviously, we still have a lot of reserves, and we do finally have a lot of depth on the O-line. I don't think enough people are giving, you know, Coach Justice, you know, the due diligence I think that he's, you know, garnered because of what he's been able to, number one, look at look what he's been able to do with Donaldson and bringing him back, getting his weight under control, moving him in. Obviously, you know, you, you bring in the, the tackle from UNLV. You got Jared Williams. You got Corey Gaynor. You got Ja'Kai Clark and Scape and Rivers and, you know, Isaiah Walker. Like you, you – Zion. So, now that's the guy I wanted to talk about, right? Everybody has him peak top 10, you know, left tackle. You're going against Alabama. You get embarrassed by this game. You're going from top 10 to fifth round. Like, it's just yeah. – it's one of those things, right? It's how does this O-line handle – and I'm using this illustration as when they had to play Florida. I think this – obviously Alabama is not Florida. Alabama's defensive line I think is superior than Florida. But Miami hasn't played a D-line like this since Florida back in you know in 2019. So how does the old line hold up? What's going to happen with King? Is he going to be able to – does he have time in the pocket to look at the receivers? Does he have to check out? Does he have to scramble? I think that's a telltale sign of how Miami is going to – like go through their game plan is what does that old line do? Now, again, you have phenomenal attributes around Dariq King, whether or not you take Cam Harris, Jalen Knight, Don Chaney, um, Mike Harley, Charleston Rambo, I think was one of the best acquisitions that you picked up, but yeah. let's not forget. And, and I'm surprised that he didn't get this quote unquote, like mentioned as far as all American, but Will Mallory, I think is going to have a phenomenal year. And then again, you sprinkle in someone like Elijah Arroyo, who I think is the next Kellen Winslow. I mean, I just think he he brings that mold and he brings that type of attitude. Like, I'm, I mean, you run double tight end sets with both of those guys. That's going to be a mismatch. You know what I mean? So I, I would love to be at a practice and see like a game plan. Obviously, we can't. But I would love to see what a game plan is throwing out uh, a Mallory, a, a Royo, maybe a Rambo, 
Um, and, and again, I'm a huge Romello Brinson guy, you know, Jacoby George. Like, you go five wide, man, like with all that talent and speed. And that's something that Miami really has been neglected for many years is that true blazing speed. Now, again, Brashard Smith, you know what he can do. Like, yeah. those are the guys you just need to send um, and, and make, get him the ball. Like, Jacoby George, I think, is going to have a phenomenal year. Xavier Estrepo. Like, that wide receiver room is so stacked. It's going to be – I'm waiting to see what happens after this year if somebody takes the portal route, let me put it that way. And right. I'm not even going to mention, like, the upperclassmen as far as Pope and Wiggins. I'm not even bringing them in. But, like, Michael Redding, uh, Keyshawn Smith, I think, is going to have – like, even it's Dante Jones. Listen, yep. even Dante Jones, who came out in the spring game and had a phenomenal spring. Like, it's it's amazing to see what's going to happen here at the University of Miami. So, yeah. real I mean, quick – go ahead, Jay. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, the state that college football is in, I mean, you're not going to be able to keep them all. Oh, I mean, they're, they're going to they're gonna want to play. Yeah. But also, can they catch this year? Correct. Yeah. We, we've, had, we've had some issues with drops in the past, and then we've, we've heard about some drops and some, you know, some scrimmages and stuff like that. Right. That's what I'm really interested to see. All right, well, we'll be right back here on the Kang Gang Radio Show. Give us another second, and uh, we'll be right back. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see what's a bad idea to do that? I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look back. You get that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Good thing nobody can see crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home. Privacy of your own home. Watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere. 
allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word one. And in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, terrible. You know, this is what it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2949, iHeart Latino. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. segment of the first hour in the Kane Gang radio show. Jay Hood had a, had a bounce. I think he was going to go boar hunting or something. I'm not sure what he's doing. but uh, <laughs> Something they do in South Georgia, man, <laughs> whatever that may be. He needs to go up there to Tifton and go to Hog and Bones and, you know, get that uh, – <laughs> You need to get that, uh, what are you going to get that tri-tip? You got to get that tri-tip, yeah. bro. That's <laughs> so, oh, all right. He's got to bring the food for the tailgate up in Atlanta, though, bro. Exactly. That's what he's going out to do, man. Listen, We're man, good bro, with that. Bring that brisket. Bring the brisket. You know what I mean? Yes, so, sir. So now, now, AB, obviously, you're, you're not at home. You're you're on the road with work. I, I, you know, you're over there at Motel 6, you know, hanging out. And, and you, you got the one bar on the Cricket Wireless, you know, on the Wi-Fi. So yep. <laughs> where, where are you at? Uh, I'm in Daytona Beach right now, actually. Okay. All right, nice. that's not that's not too far. Right across uh, the street from the uh, the racetrack. Oh, nice. Okay. So, so Co, I got I got to throw AB some more props here too. I mean, we Go definitely ahead. recognized all the the stickers and everything he does, but for all the shows that are out there and all the many Miami Hurricane shows, you know, uh, this man is kind enough to uh, to design all of our logos, man. So our Kane Gang logo that is near and dear to our heart that we absolutely love and we feel embodies who we are. Is thanks to you and, you know, just a shout out and a note of appreciation on the air for doing that for us, man. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, you do a great job with uh, with with all the logos for all the shows, man. Even, uh, you know, I know you got uh, got our boys, uh, Derek King and Ryan Ragoni, uh, when they got set up with the, with their show. So I'm sure that was uh, that was cool to do for you as well. Yeah, man. And, and look, it, it it warms my heart, honestly, you guys saying that. Like, yeah, no doubt about this community when especially it's like. Like I'm big on like we all prosper when everybody eats. So yeah, if sure. I can play even a small part in that where like, you know, it's something as simple as, you know, creating a logo and helping you guys get started, 
I love doing that for everybody. You know what I mean? So if, if I can help uplift somebody and, and help them reach them, you know, their goals, that's, that's what it's all about for me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's definitely important because obviously like you and I talked and, um, you know, we shot ideas back and forth and yep. it's just nice to be able to have somebody local that, you know, Hey, if you have an, if you have a question or if you have an idea, Hey, what do you think of this? And, and listen, you're always willing to, to pick up the phone and talk and, you know, answer questions. And, you know, that's why I feel like being a good person goes a long way. Right. 100%. I mean, again, you never probably thought that, you know, when you started with the stickers or whatever that, you know, now look, you're getting ready to, to pop into, you know, a storefront. You know what I mean? Like, I never would have dreamt it. And, and it's all about being a good person. You know what I mean? I, I feel like you do good, you get good in return, you know? So um, I'm hoping Miami does good and we get to win in Atlanta because that would be good in return for me. So um, I do want to give some shout outs real quick to, to obviously everybody out there, uh, the YouTube network, uh, give a shout out to uh, Miami Flow, Miami Flow. Uh, my boy Eric, you know, Ross the E, Miami Edis 305, uh, Max, uh, A Black, you know, all those guys. The that whole are, crew. You know, <laughs> hey, uh, Steve-O, all the guys that are out there, man. Just appreciate what you guys are doing. And, you know, listen, I'll even give a little shout-out to my little brother, Brad Tejada. Obviously, he went ghost for a little bit. <laughs> and uh, it was good. I actually talked to him. I talked to him on the phone yesterday, and we chopped it up for about a, about a good 25, 30 minutes, man. So, you know, he's in a good state. He's in a good place right now. And, uh sure. You know, again, I just told him, man, if you need somebody to talk to, you know, my phone's open. Just, uh, it's good. You know that man will be back come the season, man. He ain't staying down. I don't know, man. You know, talking to him, and I asked him, I'm like, hey, if you want to pop on, let me know. I'd love to have you. Um, he's like, no, I might just, I might just take the whole season off. And um, so far, he's been committed to what he said. And I mean, obviously, it's probably hard on him, you know, because you know he has a passion. Um, you know, and, and again, at the end of the day, man, all you want to do is support somebody. You know. Yeah, no doubt. I feel like I'm a little hard on him sometimes. It's like being that big brother that just always picks on the little brother. Um, it's only because I care about him and I want to see him succeed yeah. and I want to see him do well. So sometimes I think, you know, constructive criticism goes a long way. Um, whether or not you have the skin for it to take it, that's a different ball game. You know what I mean? But uh, so you're, you're rocking one of your, uh, your, your, your dynasty collection shirts right now, right? AB, you're in the Reed and the Vilma. So I went to school this time. And that's not a bad one. So when when I see that shirt, obviously you went DB and you went linebacker. Was there any reason why you went that instead of maybe like an offensive defense instead of just going two defensive guys? Yeah, so what we tried to focus on for the for the first round of presidential collection was let's find like two of the biggest guys on the team for each championship year. So like all the ideas that you were throwing out before, like trust me, there's there's ones in the holster. <laughs> okay. But, but the, the main ones we wanted to get out were all the championship years. So the first one that we actually came out for all one was Dorsey and Johnson. Okay. So we had those two that come come out for the first time. So it was already offensive. So, but we can't leave we can't leave off this goat right here. Correct. You know what I mean? Greatest safety in my opinion of all time in, in probably both leagues. But um, we we just had to make one with him. And actually, this one was kind of like a collaborative one with the fans where I said, I, I put out like four or five names out there. Like, who else do you want to see with Reed on that mantle? You know what I mean? Who else deserves to be there? And Vilma was the runaway favorite. So, you know, we came up with this one. But my favorite, believe it or not, check this out. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. Are we about to get a sneak peek at something not seen no, yet? you're like old school, but that's my favorite right Oh, there. okay, okay. Yeah. So, now listen. Now, I'm good friends now. I'm good friends with Brian Blades, right? So – Honestly, me and nine, we we kick it a lot, man. He's yep. uh 
he's one of the one of the coolest dudes. He lives over at Plantation. Like I've been to his house. Um, you know, that would be that that's definitely a good one. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and again, that that's the one I I rock on the regular. Like so is. like one you really and listen, I'll throw it here on the air. You need to get literally like that. I want to say 86. Who do you have for the 80? You don't have 86 because they didn't win the title that year. But right. you you rock a Bratton and a Highsmith. Like, bro, there was nothing like that, man. Like, those two dudes, like Bratton and Highsmith, I, I would rock that in a heartbeat. You know, again, even like, like a Jerome, like even a Jerome and a Highsmith or someone like that, right? Because I feel like even some of the non-championship teams are actually better. So, obviously, you and I talk – everybody talks about the 0-1 team being the greatest team of all time. Sure. But, man – like that 92 team that lost Alabama, like that 86 team, and even that 88 team with Cleveland Gary and those guys on it, like some of those teams that didn't win the title, man, I would love yeah. to see stacked. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, I just feel like back then the game was different. Like it just meant more. Like, you know, you see that, that the Oklahoma Miami game when, you know, they're showing a YouTube video of Jerome Brown and Winston Moss and those guys talking about, I ain't scared of you, man. Like, like, I'm telling you, like, like the guys were just different back then. Like, that mentality. It was almost like a test of your manhood. You know 100%. I mean? Like, 100%. All it was about. It's like, let's go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we're going to measure up right now. And, and that's where I go back to. I feel like we don't have that in today's game. Um, I, I don't know if there's any school – that has that type of mantra like but miami set that precedent they set the tone back then where again you're taking and if you watch documentary but you're taking a bunch of inner city kids who really had nothing to 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 do and they're like you know what i'm taking it out on you privileged guys and i'm gonna show you what we're about you know um and i think schnellenberger did a great job of, of like conveying that to some of the inner city kids like come here build a dynasty and Miami did. They built that dynasty. Nobody can take anything away from what Miami did. And I wish at some point Miami can get like to a third back of what they were. And I say a third because I just don't see them getting – I don't see anybody replicating what Miami Nobody. did back then. It's a different yeah. time. Yeah. It, I don't, yeah, I don't think it exists anymore. Yeah. And you think about this, right? You think about – and, again, I'm a big Benny Blades guy. Like I, I think Benny Blades is one of the best safeties that ever came to the University of Miami. Now you talk about Ed Reed at 100%. I think Ed Reed was a phenomenal and no disrespect to Ed Reed, but you look at like what Sean Taylor did in just his couple years at Miami. Like I would have loved to see Sean play with Ed like for three years, you know, oh, yeah. how much better would Sean have been from learning from Ed? Right. Cause you even see what Sean did when he went to the league, like literally he was a beast, you know? And, and again, we've had dominate. Yeah, we had former players on here who just talk about that work ethic that Sean Taylor, you know, put forth on an everyday basis where our guys want to put, you know, they want to put forth their, their uh, gas station selfies. Like, that's what they're putting forth. <laughs> I just – that's that's the difference in today's generation. So, just, again, 20 years ago, because we're talking – this is 2021. We're talking about the old one. Like, just a different mindset from those guys. Yeah, but – so, A.B., so, you know, one thing that we always ask guests on, you know, especially guests like yourself, how did you become a fan of the, of the Canes, man? Where did all this come from for you? Born and bred in Miami. My, my pops moved here with my mom in 78 from Argentina. Don't know how they became football fans, but it happened. And, uh, and I mean, from a little kid, you know, practically still in diapers and stuff, going to, going to the OB. Bad. You know, it, it's, it's all thanks to that guy. 
You know, if it wasn't yeah. for him, not only would I not be here, but I wouldn't be a Canes fan either. But it, but it That's all comes awesome. from him. You know, the one, you know, I'm, I'm 36 now. I didn't get yeah, to see yeah, all of them. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get yeah. to see all of them. But trust me, the stories I was told left and right yeah. about all those old school years, you know what I mean? And yeah. I would say there was probably that two-year – bit where I was a Cowboys fan because of Michael Irvin and stuff like that. But, <laughs> you know, it, a lot of that just came from him. He's the one that taught me everything about, you know, about the Canes cool. and about Miami football. Cool. Good deal. Good deal. So yeah. qu- question from, from, from someone listening, how did you start the sticker business and what got you into it? Yeah. So, I mean, back to like what, what it was before, um, Hudgens saw one of my designs and he he loved it and he goes, man, that would look really dope as a sticker. And then we just kept on talking and he started throwing out some more ideas. And I was like, man, we should just partner up on it. Before you knew it, I created a logo and probably two weeks later we had the business rolling on uh, on Twitter. So that's how it kind of all started. Are you doing anything as far as like through some biz or nothing like that? Or are you just pretty much oh, just yeah. We're all oh, yeah. We're legit. Oh yeah, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And that's good. I mean, at the end of the day, everything's a write-off, right? So, I mean, it's exactly. <laughs> you know, like, it a little bit easier because of that. Bro, what, listen, and, you know, when I started my T-shirt company back in 2008, like, that was the first thing I did, man. Let me do an LLC. Um, I'm not sure. No, I think I did the INC back then. Um, but, yeah, man, it, it was just – it was important, right? You wanted to cover yourself. You have to, and especially, look, the way we're operating, you know – we're not we're not exactly official official you know yeah. we're not we're not licensed correct the ncaa or the University well you don't have any you have nothing on there that's symbolic with the u on it right so right we we can't we can't touch trademark so everything and it's actually something that we love we live in the nuance it's it, we, we live in that if you know you know you oh, 100%. Know, kind, of, kind of world so a lot of outsiders might see our shirts and not even really understand what it is but a lot of these canes fans look at these designs and like oh snap i know oh, correct I'm yeah, no doubt. No so, doubt. Wow. Awesome. But when you live in this world, like of what we're doing and, and, you know, on the fringe or whatever, we have to be careful. So the LLC is a protection. So you, you have to have it. Correct. All right. So, so you get to have dinner with one, one hurricanes personality of all time. Who's it going to be? Ooh. Anybody, anybody. And he can't say co, even though he thinks it's going to be him. <laughs> Damn. You know, if people want to have dinner with co, I mean, just saying <laughs> I mean, we're going to do that anyway, right? <laughs> yeah. It's going to happen. Um, any UM personality? Oof. That's a rough one. Um, Give me so your top much. three. Top three. Yeah. Give me three. Well, so here's the thing. It, like, I want to go personality, but here's the thing. Like, there's some players that I would absolutely just know it would be an absolute blast. So, like, a Jeremy Shockey is somebody I just want to <laughs> tag along with. You know no, I mean? doubt. So, like, no doubt. No doubt. I have – I've had dinner with him, and let me give you a quick story. So, obviously, <laughs> if you look at my story today, today's his birthday, so shout-out to 88. One time for your birthday yeah. if you're listening. Um, but what's funny is, like, obviously I have this huge, you know, American, you know, eagle tattoo. Obviously he has the same thing, you know, and a different – like kind of from his elbow down. Um, but when he got inducted to the University of Miami Hall of Fame, I was there, and literally we were, like, comparing tattoos, and it's like – like yeah, Shaki Shaki's the man, man. So Shaki, okay, sure. he's such a good dude. Who else? Ah, so I'm a, all right. So I'm gonna go. I think we gotta go like Zagaki or somebody like that, like Don Bailey, somebody in that room. Like the amount okay. of stories those guys have to have. Like I could listen to that forever. 
you know, just let's chop it up all day. And then I think another one, I'm, I'm going to go like away from a player here, but I, I'm thinking Jimmy Johnson. He's going to be on my, Jimmy's on my list, man. Jimmy I got Johnson. Jimmy, Ed, Sean Taylor, man. My, and, my and list he's is only easy. a few hours south, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, let's yeah. go on the boat, let's go out, let's drink yeah. fish and just chop well, it up. So you got Jimmy, you you got Jimmy Edge and Sean. Um, obviously, like to me, like Vince Wolfork, like and, and again, I've had dinner, like whatever. But um, but like one of the ones that I, I think, and I'm trying to get him on the show, and he told me to call him and he'd come on. Is Kehoe? Like I think Art Kehoe being the only guy to have all five national titles. Like man, like you talking about stories. Now we've had like Eric Winston and Joel Rodriguez, and like literally when they talk in Quatrain Hill, and when you talk about. Like you bring up Kino to that, bro. They literally just open up a whole can, bro. It's just his personality, you know what I mean? And you know, going back to when Coker kind of fired Solinger and Kehoe, um, I think he did a disservice to those two gentlemen because I feel like look at the amount of look at the running backs that Solinger put out, you know, at his time. And, And those two guys are probably two of the guys that went to bat for you when Butch left to get you the job, and yet you literally just you showed your you showed your character, right? Like at the end of the day, I understand. At least to me, Al Golden like stood his ground and said, "I am not getting rid of my best friend." And he got right or wrong, right, right or wrong, right, 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 right or die. He stuck. He stuck to his guns. Mark Rick did the same thing. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying, like right. So to yeah. me, that's that's character, bro. That's definitely character. So um, yeah, I think Kehoe would be good. Uh, Vince would be good. You know, uh, if I would have had like one person again, would be like Jerome Brown. I would have loved. <laughs> You know, and I just think about like the whole Fiesta Bowl when you know they're sitting there with the Penn State guys, and he's like, "Fellas, did the Japanese have dinner before they bombed Pearl Harbor? <laughs> no, let's go!" Let's like, go. like honestly, like what kind of mantra, what kind of moxie must you have just to pull that off? And then all your boys follow you, right? So this yep. is why I go back. Like, who on our team would be able to have that type of you know reception if they make that statement? And that team follows him and walks out. You know what I mean? So that's what I would like to see moving forward in the next couple of seasons is somebody have that type of swag just to say, look, I'm, I'm following that guy because that guy's leading us in the right direction. So, so real quick, we're going to go to another break. We just finished up an hour on the Kane Gang radio show with uh, A.B. We had uh, Jay hud on us as well. And, A.B., you're more than welcome to hang out real quick. Uh, we'll be right back on the Kane Gang show. Sirius XM channel 145. We'll be right back. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Lloyd. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the Playmaker Every. What's up? This is Gronk, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Serious XM. Yeah. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking. I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't. You I don't call know. him that. I call him Tunga Vailoa. Whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tua. I can't do it. I'm done. Tongue of Iloa. To a nigga Manuela Pola. Tongue of Iloa. To a nigga Manuela Pola. Tongue of Iloa. To a nigga Manuela Pola. Tongue of Iloa. See? 
That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. I'm here to warn you about telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Some of these scammers may say threatening things like you will be arrested if you don't make payments or provide personal information. Do not fall for these tricks. These calls are not from us. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you for information or money. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Never give the caller your personal information like your social security number or bank account, or send money in any form, cash, gift cards, wire transfers, or prepaid debit cards. Report the call to our law enforcement arm, the Office of the Inspector General at oig.ssa.gov. Share this information with your friends and family. Hola mi gente, ¿qué tal? Les saluda la diva Potra, la caballota, la reina y mi cuello. Un saludo a mi gente de Slam Radio. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the second hour here on uh, Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. We are getting deep into this conversation about the University of Miami. We do have another guest that we're trying to get on. Obviously, we'll see if, he, if, it, if it comes through, Bird. Obviously, that's on your end. I made sure that my two guests popped on. So <laughs> if, if, if your guests don't come on, then it's different. Shots, up, shots fired. <laughs> my, my, my guest is, is, is excited. Not that, that A.B. and Jay Hud weren't, but uh, – we have new Miami Hurricanes baseball catcher, Maxwell Romero. He just transferred in from Vanderbilt, and he's getting ready to hop on and talk to us a little bit. So I'm working on getting him in right now. As soon as we yeah. do, we'll chop it in with him. So uh, yeah. but let's keep going. Let's keep going with A.B. and, uh, you know, um, yeah. football talk. So, A.B., I was going to ask you, like, where, where are you sitting at as far as when you get to the game? Like, what, what section are you in? You know, things like that. Alabama? Yeah. I'll be in uh, – I'm in the uppers. Uh, oh, so you're in the 321 row five. Okay, so you're, you're with Bob Euchre. Okay, that's cool. Must be in the front <laughs> row. <laughs> I, I, I don't, don't think... got it like you just yet. <laughs> I don't uh I don't think it's I don't think there's really a bad seat. Now, again, being in the upper deck is actually probably a better viewing. Even at home, where do you sit at at home games at the rock? Uh usually like first row uppers, but this year I'm in the I'm in the fancy club. I'm in the suites. Or actually in the club section. You're in a club session. Yeah. So, so you, you went big. So, so the stickers are doing you that well. You just, you I went from the, the money, three, I put the money on the season <laughs> tickets and not on the Alabama game. <laughs> you went from the 300 level to the club level. Man, <laughs> sticker, Barry, we need to get into the sticker business. <laughs> right off. Hey, listen, I, I brought somebody in right off. You know what I mean? You so, well, you're in the club level. I'm actually in the field club. Like, so I'm down on the field. Yep. Um, the little boxes down there. Bird, uh, I, I kind of, I sold Bird. Bird was a club guy too, over on the east side. Like I don't even like. Hey, you can't beat those air conditioned bathrooms, though, man. The wide, oh, soft seats, bro. I'm a I'm guy. Really worry about the bathrooms is so much. Like in in that those September games are just brutal. brutal. That noon kickoff, I'm like, yeah. I just need like I could literally sell all my seats from October on, 
and I'll, <laughs> I'll sit somewhere else. But for those first couple months, like I'm with you, bro. Get me but I'm West End Zone crew in the third row now, so I'm uh, I'm all Love about it, it bro. I'm be it. I'm be ripping uh, I'll be ripping out so, there with the boys, man. I, I transitioned Bird, so and again, so I met Bird obviously through Twitter. I think that's how a lot of us, you know, we kind of link up through social media things like that. And uh, so pre 2021, we kind of uh, pre 2020, uh, we kind of met met together on, on Twitter, you know, blah blah blah. And then first game of the season, I think we're playing UAB, if I'm not mistaken, that we played 2020, right? UAB. Yep. And yep. Uh, so I had Bird. I was sitting on the sidelines because you know how they they did the seats. It was just it was all hectic or whatever. Uh, but then for the Florida State game, I kind of had my same section in section 105, 106 right there. Uh, but I was in row three. I have seats one, two, three, and four. Um, but obviously we couldn't go in the first eight rows. So, um, but I had a bird, you know, hanging out with us on the West end zone. And he's like, man, I like this. And I'm like, I think I asked him like, where's your seat? He's like, oh, I'm in the club level on the East side. I'm like, bro, the East side, like that's a like bad word to be like East side. Yeah. You know? Like you need to come over to the West. And he's like, well, I don't know if I can, you know, find any seats over there. I'm like, bro, I got you, man. So everything worked out well. Cause you know, I have the seats right there at the tunnel where the yeah. team runs out and you know, mama, yeah, I, came, like, I came and saw you before the UNC game. Yeah, so Mama doesn't like the seats because right where the tunnel is, I mean, obviously it's row one. There's only two seats there. But the view kind of, it stinks. Like when they're coming down like to the west side, it's a pretty good view. But um, it's more the experience. Like when they run through that smoke, when you're sitting there and that smoke starts to billow and and they're running through there and you're kind of getting that smoke, bro. It's like you're almost in that smoke, right? So to me, I like that. Um, The view kind of stinks. But then I've been always, for the last – probably three seasons I've been trying to get down on the field club. And it so happened one of them opened up this year. You know, people didn't renew them. And, like, oh, my name's been just moving up on the list. And, I mean, obviously it's a pretty penny, but at the end of the day it's, like, it's that experience, right? Like, you, I don't think you can get any closer instead of being, like, standing on the sideline with the team, right? So, you know, we'll see how that plays out this year. Man, man I think you pay for one flight a year for the team, one chartered flight for the team to go to a road game. Um, How much you pay for tickets, bro? But at the end of the day, by me doing that, <laughs> that allowed me to kind of pick my seats for Alabama pretty much before a lot of other people. So uh, I'll yeah, definitely yeah. do that. I was like, I got good seats, and I'm picking like like a week later. I'm like, what's happening right now? Yeah. Well, you got to figure Miami got 50% of the uh, – they got yeah, 50% of the stadium. So, And that's why like I was kind of frustrated when I first got the email. I was picking at like, I don't know, on a Thursday. And I'm like, huh? As much as I donate, as much as I pay for my seats – and they're like, listen, man, the amount of inventory, like everybody just picking at the same time. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. You know, it was the same thing. Like when you get a limited amount of seats, like the Florida game or the LSU game, or, you know, when you're, they have limited amount of seats, then what happens is your big donors and things like that, they get, you know, first priority and stuff. So, you know, I was a little frustrated at first, but then it all worked out. Um, so club level, east side, west side, north, south, south side, where were you at? West side. Okay. Um, what about parking? <laughs> so this has been a big topic the last two days. In West Orange, that's where I'm at. Okay. So the big topic is the green parking now on the outside of the stadium. <laughs> Not my problem. <laughs> it is mine. Oh. But here's here's the thing. So everybody else is gonna have that directional parking. And I'm not going to have that this year, man. I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be straight up, uh, you know, be able to pull in, park where I want. Yeah, I got a long walk to the game, man. Believe that over a bridge and through a meadow and over a hill or two, yeah. you know. But, uh, but hey, I'm still going to be rocking with the boys in green, man. Sure. So, all right. So I think we have a guest that uh, just popped in. You want to bring? We him do. In here? We do. Absolutely, you wanna, man. You so, can bring him in. 
So a big shout out to the uh, newest Miami Hurricane, our man Max Romero, who is the newest catcher, just transferred in from Vanderbilt University here to uh, to come play for the Canes, man. So Max, how you feeling tonight, man? Doing okay? Yeah, doing good. Thank you for having me. Uh, no, thank absolutely. you for coming on, man. Thank you for coming on. So, okay. you know, we're just we're just a couple guys who who love the Canes, man. All sports, you know. Of course, we're getting ready to run into uh, into the football thing here, man. Uh, but you know, we see uh, we see you and your transfer come in, and uh, we were so excited to get you on board, man. I know, uh, you know, you're coming in for Vanderbilt, man, which is uh, which is an amazing program. So, uh, actually, well, before we get into that, man, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? I think you actually grew up a Canes fan, or you at least grew up in South Florida, right? Yeah, um, actually, yeah, I grew up here in Miami, a uh, big Canes fan. My dad was a big Canes guy. Yeah, it's been the U since I was born. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I played on a team called the Miramar Canes when I was little. So I've always had green and orange kind of thing. Sweet. And um, But, yeah, I mean, always been a fan and never really stopped. Now, is that your profile picture from the Miramar Canes? <laughs> yeah, with my nice. mom. So it was it was destined to, for you to come here, man, huh? <laughs> I guess so. I guess it was. Good stuff. Good stuff. So, so, so Max, did you um you play little league or did you play travel ball or did you play a little bit of both? Uh, I, I did travel ball. Okay. At, at what age did you go to travel? I started travel at nine years old, like eight okay. going into nine. So I uh I was the president of Tamrack Little League up here in Broward. You know what I mean? And uh, like I was always a big proponent of little league. I feel like little league literally teaches you the fundamentals of the game. Um, you know, and we started seeing transition from kids, you know, like seven years old, six years old, seven year old that are going to travel. And I'm thinking, you don't even have proper mechanics yet. You know, your 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 gloves soft. Like, but again, you know, these parents, hey, look, I'm paying five hundred dollars. My kids playing travel ball. Yeah, but your kids at the end of the bench, right? Why not play play rec ball? You know, get your fundamentals down and things like that. So. What made you decide to go to travel at a young age? Well, actually, being honest with you, how you just you said it perfectly. At the age of six, my dad took me to Miramar Optimus just because, I mean, I knew the game of baseball because my dad played ball. But he just wanted to kind of get me going with the competition and kind of yeah. show me competition, how it works. So I was playing, um, I think it was called Pinto back then. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it's called anymore. But I was playing Pinto until eight years old. I think that was uh, the, Corey, Corey League. Corey League, yeah. or Babe Ruth League, one of those had the Pintos. Yeah, it was yeah. like something like that and the Pony Leagues and all that. Pony <laughs> yeah, and um, I remember like the All-Star team was like your travel team when we were like six, seven, and eight. Yep. And I was fortunate enough to make the travel teams, and then that's when the whole travel ball started getting introduced at eight years old because then I started playing with the Miramar Canes, which was a travel team. Yeah. And then um, after that, eight years old, I – after that, I kind of stopped playing in-house, and then I went into travel ball. That's awesome, man. man. You know, playing travel ball, it, it's just – even today, right, I don't care if you're playing travel baseball, you're, you're playing lacrosse. Obviously, there's a lot of different travel soccer. It's on the parents, man. It is nonstop go, go, go. Mm-hmm. With, obviously, your parents, obviously, they, they, they saw something in you where they felt like, hey, look, my kid might be able to succeed in the future and do great things. Um, how was it on your parents, like, again – and when it's travel, like you're going Fort Myers, you're going Fort Pierce, you're going Naples, you know, you're, you're not just staying in Miramar, you're traveling, right? That's what it means by travel, Paul. Like, how was it going around with your parents and, you know, how, how do, how did they kind of adjust to that type of uh, environment? Um, honestly, around, so I would say around the age of nine, nine, I was nine, but I was playing 10U. 
that's when we started like traveling to like, you know, um, we went to Cal Ripken, which is in, uh, I believe South Carolina, yep. if I'm not mistaken. Um, honestly, it, it, it's a big expense and it's a lot of sacrifice for like, at least my parents in general. I mean, I can't thank them enough for everything they've done. And uh, thankfully like they're, you know, my parents have always told me, you know, baseball is not something you need or, you know, something we need you to do. It's something that you love and you do. And you're fortunate enough that God gave you, you know, gifts. But for me, you know, awesome. obviously I always see them shooting everything they do. Like even now I was in the Cape and they would do everything they can to get some time and sacrifice some time to go to uh, the Cape and see me. So, I mean, it, it starts from 10 years old all the way until you honestly stop playing baseball. At least that's not yeah. how my parents are. They'll be at probably every minor league game that can be at. Hopefully I make it there. And then major league games, I know my dad won't miss one. So, yeah. and my mom, I can't leave out my mom, but yeah, <laughs> but honestly, honestly speaking, it, it's, it's a big sacrifice. Even like I have a, my little sister, she had to drag, get dragged along to all those games. So it's a sacrifice for the whole family for sure. Man, that's great. What, what year are you coming into this upcoming 21 season? So I'm, I'm going into this uh, 21 season as a junior academically. Okay. okay. So obviously you have two more years uh, in order to, you know, fulfill. Um, one of the questions, who's your favorite MLB team and who's your favorite player? So my favorite MLB team is the Red Sox. Okay. And okay. my favorite player was David Ortiz growing up because they always called me Big Poppy. They always yeah. called me Big Poppy. Exactly. <laughs> I, uh, I was always a chubby guy, so that was always me. And, uh, yeah, David Ortiz was my, like, idol growing up. And then as a game, you know, as a game evolves, you start noticing. <laughs> yeah, I got, yeah. I got the Big Poppy bottlehead right here, man. <laughs> That's it right there. Uh, I, I think I have something close to that. Not that cool, but something close. But, uh have you been able to meet any of your teammates um, or do you know anybody on the team from when you were down here locally? Oh uh, yeah, I do actually. I know um, quite a few of them. I mean like even uh, Yo-Yo Morales, we played against each other since we were like nine. He was on MVP, yeah. which was green and orange. Yeah. Yep. Trust me. I know I was, about him. <laughs> yeah. So, so I mean, I've played against him since we were kids. I mean, um, I've known Ale Alejandro Torres, a transfer that's coming in for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, I caught I, Carson Palmquist was my teammate in 20, I want to say 2018 summer before man, he going was to 2019. Light, he was yeah. lights out last year, man. I yeah, mean, talk he, about a guy that we were just like, wow, to. Oh, yeah, man. he's always, honestly, I mean, when I would catch him, it was fun. I was just, it was yeah. honestly the best time calling a game with that kid because Carson literally t- puts it where you want it. He does not yeah. miss. And when he misses, he's he's a first one on himself, you know. So he's yeah. self-taught, self, self-everything. But everybody – not- You were catching for a couple guys last year that are, you know, I mean, the, every, everywhere you heard college baseball, you heard, you know, Kumar Lighter. Rocker and, and Jack Leiter, man. What was it like catching for those guys last year? Uh, it was definitely an experience. I will say that. It was, it was definitely an experience catching those guys. It teaches you a lot about, um, you know, just – how to carry yourself. They're, they're really good examples and good leaders. Um, yeah. I, I would always see uh, in the fall, like there would be times I'd catch rock and, you know, there's just certain, you got to be able to adapt to certain types of guys and how they work. You know, rock was a guy that uh, he was very precise in what he does and lighter was the same way. So thankfully, yeah. like there were just, you know, things with them were very just discipline based and you had to help them wherever you could and wherever they asked you. 
so are you have you always been a catcher or do you play any other positions besides catcher um i've always been a catcher my dad don't get me wrong my dad taught me all nine positions because that's just my dad but uh, if you were to throw me out there i could probably defend for myself but honestly (laughs) catching is where behind the plates where i belong yeah. So, so story is like when I, again, I was president of my little league for a while. I coached, I coached my oldest son. He just turned 18. He's getting ready to go to college on Friday. Um, you know, from T-ball, you know, learning how to squish the bug, flipping your hips. And, you know, once you got into coach pitch, I'm like, what do you want to play? You want to like, I played short when I was in high school and things like that. And he's like, nah, man, I want to squat. I said, you want to squat? He goes, yeah, I want to be behind the plate. I'm like, okay. And I said, I asked him, he's six years, he was six years old. And I asked him why? He goes, that's where all the action is. He goes, I can touch the ball every single every single pitch. He goes, I don't want to play in the outfield and be bored. And this is a six-year-old who already has that mindset. Like, I want to be part of the game. And uh, so I thought that was very interesting. And he played all the way up to majors. You know, he, he played catcher all the way to majors. And then uh, once he turned 13, he's like, I don't feel like playing anymore. I'm like, okay. Well, not only are you touching the ball, but you're also – you're calling the game. So catcher yeah. catcher is really the only – I mean, you have so much control over a team's – you know, it seems ability to win the game by the way you're calling the game for the pitcher, man. So, yeah. um, you know, and look, I'll, I'll tell you, man, we've had, you know, as you're well aware, you know, CDC, we had a uh, we had a great catcher here the past few years, man. So seeing you jump in there, man, uh, you know, definitely is a, is a relief to uh, to Canes fans. So what I mean, what's the schedule like for you guys right now? Are you going to are you down in Miami? Have you enrolled? Are you going to be working out? I mean, what's what's the deal? Uh, so right now, actually, I had orientation today. Yesterday, I've been I, – I mean, I live here, so for me, it's just like a little 30-minute drive. I'm going to be <laughs> sure. living a block off campus, but um, with baseball stuff, it's kind of like right now getting ready for first day of school, which is next Monday, and then um, start getting after it, you know. That's just kind of our thing. I don't think there's like right now a 100% like concrete – uh, schedule, but I'm pretty sure it'll get released pretty soon just because everybody's getting their medical checkups and all that stuff. Sure. Right, right. Sure. Well, let, let's do this, Max. If you don't mind, we got to go to a quick break here on, on the radio show. Um, give us about 30 seconds. We'll come back on. We'll keep chopping up with you. Uh, we'll be right back on the King Gang Radio Show on Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. We Clean and are disinfect frequently we are touched resilient, objects with household cleaning this spray. Together. For more but information, visit cdc.gov slash COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and but this there station. Is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you see, it's a bad idea to do that. I didn't cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. And then you give me that puppy look back. You give me that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Good Good thing nobody can see you crying tonight. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. (laughs) You can be a Richard sometime. (laughs) 
Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word won. And in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. you, you got to take those losses. you got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, terrible. You know, this is what it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2949, iHeart Latino. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Okay, we're back here on the Kang Gang Radio Show on Sirius XM, channel 145, Slam Radio, chopping it up with uh, Max Romero. And, uh, yeah, so like we were talking before, obviously, you know, ADC, um, again, man, I, I think that catcher position, you even go back to, like, Charles Johnson. Like, it's just, hmm. like, the, the University of Miami has put out, you know, great talent. Um, you know, when I asked you your favorite player, obviously growing up in Miami, I would have kind of thought maybe like an A-Rod type situation, right? And then here you are playing at Alex Rodriguez – ballpark at mark like stadium you know so it's uh have you ever been to the stadium like pre that now you come to school never, no never never, never. wow I, actually wait i was there once when i was nine years old we were playing la lay a la lay tournament and they would introduce you and you would walk on the field baseball as, buddies yeah <laughs> you would walk on the field and then you walk back out and then after that 
I've never been there since. Wow. So, so here's here's one thing you got to do. Here's one thing you got to do when you get there, though, man. You got to have a Mark Light shake. Now, I know you're going to be playing in the game, so we got to figure out how we can do this, man. But the stadium is famous for the best milkshakes you've ever had in your life. Sorry, Cub, go ahead. Find a way. Yes, sir. I mean, I mean, listen, I think – I honestly, I mean, the shakes are good, but to me, like, the Chick-fil-A, like, strawberry milkshake is pretty dope. Get stuff, out of so here with I'm Chick-fil-A, just, man. Come just, on. I'm just saying. Got to get that Jocko, man. Oh, man. Um, man, I lost my train of thought where I was going with that. Uh, <laughs> wow. Um, so, growing like, – obviously, last year, going to Vandy, obviously, you know, squared up against Mississippi State, you know, in the championship. Like, what, what was the feeling of just being in Omaha? It was – I mean, the perfect, perfect probably word for it. It's just like feeling like a rock star, yeah. honestly speaking. Like everywhere you went, you know, people were just – it was just love all around, no matter like where you were, what team you were from. Obviously, if you went into a restaurant and it was Mississippi State fans, you weren't loved. But, um, <laughs> you know, every, every everybody there was just awesome. It was a great experience. And, like, it was just awesomely very, like, very humbling. Um, just everything in general, you know, you just – there was one time I remember I was like, you know, doing my regular routine, praying. And then after my prayer, I looked up and it was like, it was a game two of the championship. And I was like, geez, there's a lot of guys here. And then you start looking around and then, you know, all, all past the whole two weeks, I didn't have like no butterflies. Then for some reason that game, I was like, dang, there's a lot of red around here. Cause you know, Mississippi state. And then, um, you know, it, it's just a great experience. It's something that, you know, you want to, honestly just try to do as much as possible it literally felt like game seven of like major league baseball world series yeah. honestly speaking you couldn't even hear yourself talk what's what's the difference from going from sec baseball now to the acc um obviously the the sec has they have great teams i mean you look at arkansas who i mean again that that just speaks to us you played against the razorbacks like what was it like playing in arkansas because you just see their fans and, and, and that's just the wild, man. It's, I mean, obviously the wild hogs, right? But it's like, tell me about some of those games that you played in the SEC and what you're looking for. I mean, the SEC and what you're looking for now coming to the ACC. Um, I, I would say that the the away games that we, we got to experience were definitely, definitely an experience. I, that's, that's definitely what I can say about that. Um, it was a lot of fun. You got to learn how to just have tough skin. Cause they're going to tell you things that you didn't even know about yourself and try to mess around <laughs> with you, you know, and oh, it's, man. Just, it, it's just, you know, there's even a thing like if you don't want to be told anything, you better put your Instagram on private, Twitter on private, everything you got private. Cause if not, they're just going to just got to get on you all game. And oh, it's just fun man. though. It's, it's, it, it's fun. At least, you know, it's better than having no fans. Like we had to experience for a couple yeah. weeks. I, re- I would rather have 70,000 fans, getting on you instead of no fans. So it was honestly just a blessing to see them. So who was your biggest rivalry, obviously being at Vandy? Who do you feel like was your biggest rival um, in the SEC? Um, Tennessee, maybe, if I was to guess? Yeah, it would be UT (laughs) and Ole Miss, I would say. We were, like, very – I mean, honestly, everybody in the SEC, we we really just try to win every time. But, like, I would say the ones that – had a little bit more, little tiny more meaning would be uh, Ole Miss and um, University of Tennessee and University of Florida. We yeah. don't, you know. Now coming to the ACC, obviously you already know being a cane, you know, growing up like in the Canes world, that Miami FSU, like, is that something you're looking forward to now? And to top it off, the thing that bothers me is you look at someone like, you know, Terrell, who literally 
was a Miami guy through and through, and it just flips and goes to FSU. Like if there's one school, so at least you, <laughs> at least you didn't switch and go to UT, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like it's one of those things. Like once you put on that orange and green, like there's just two schools you don't go to. You don't go to Tallahassee, and you don't go to Inbred U up in Danville. Like those are two schools you do not go to, right? So. <laughs> You think about that rivalry, obviously, again, in football, that Miami FSU is something special. But in baseball, they've had our number. Like, last year, they came in here. They Like, they in the whole weekend, I think it was 34 oh, to 2. Like, they whooped oh. our ass. And I'm like, can we do something, please? Anything? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, I, it, it's it's definitely – it's going to be a very fun experience, I think. I think I, the thing I would say about the ACC is I feel like the uh, rivalries are a little bit more like – like just a lot more history with those rivalries. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, when you think about FSU Miami, you're like football right away. Yeah. But then you also take it into baseball because, you know, it's like all sports want to back each other up. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's going to be great, especially at their field. Um, it's going to be it's going to be a tough crowd. I already feel it. But, uh, you know, it's I just want to go over there and do what they did to us. You know, yeah. just kind of just repeat that. You know what uniform number you're going to wear for us so far? You already got that locked in or what? <laughs> no, I'm not sure. Not sure yet, but I'm pretty sure we'll find out in a couple of days here. All right. What is your uh, what's your expectation? Obviously, Miami, and this is this is weird because you, you hear about it in football a lot, but a lot of guys from the University of Miami hit the transfer portal. And it's like I don't a lot of young guys, and I don't understand what made everybody want to leave. Obviously, the fan base will sit there and say, like Jim Morris, it was his time. He should have left a long time ago. Now with Gino, people are all up on Gino as well. Have you got a chance to sit and like talk with Gino and what, what his vision is for the team? Um, what was that like meeting with Gino and seeing the direction with the team? Um, honestly, I, I not one bad thing. Gino, I mean, he's great. Uh, I love the way he like he. I like the way he interacts with the guys. You know, at least when he was interacting with me, you could tell that there was meaning and like passion behind everything he does. Everything he does is with a purpose, and that's kind of what you want for in a coach, you know, a guy that does everything with a purpose. And, you know, I, at the end of the day, I think everybody, with Gino included and the whole team, I think everybody's same goal is just get it to Omaha. At the end of the yeah. day, it's just take care of business. And I think we do that uh, the way Gino, Gino kind of told me. He's like, we got to take care of the little things first before we take care of the big things, you know. Yeah. Little things turn into big things, and if you can take care of little little things, you can take care of the big things. And at the end of the day, I think if we do that, and when we do that, we have we will have no problems. Um, you know, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a challenge no matter what. But at the end of the day, I think the guys that we have right now are just willing to go to you know willing to go to war, and that's all you could all ask for. That's great. And, and that's great. And then also, obviously, being a catcher, you know, you got the pitching coach, somebody like and JD is just, you know, he's just a trooper, man. Like he's he's been around the program. Like I don't does he does he get out there and throw off? Obviously, you haven't been there yet, but like. <laughs> I wonder if he gets out there and still throws off the mound, man, because <laughs> he was just nasty when he pitched for Miami. Yeah. And so He's, he's going to tell Max to get out there and let him throw some heat for a little bit. <laughs> uh, I, 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 wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't deny that. Maybe he, he probably would, knowing him. He's great, man. I, I love talking to uh, J.D. We, uh, there was a time um, I was coming down on a visit uh, to, from Miami this in the summer, and um, I was messing with J.D. I'm like, hey, J.D., I'm going to tell uh, – Lopes, which is a catching coach, I'm gonna tell him that uh, I missed my flight, scare him a little bit. <laughs> and I call him and I told him, Hey, Lopes, like, you know, I missed the flight, like, I, I didn't wake up early enough. 
And he was like, are you serious? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I got to the, I, I was joking. I told him I was messing around and he started laughing. Then I got to the, I got here in Miami, Miami International. And then JD calls me out of nowhere. He's like, hey, tell Lopes that uh, you're in Fort Lauderdale, not Miami. Oh. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, was Lopes taking off your Oh, I so I, I, oh, I called man. him. I called him. I let him know, hey, I, uh, are you here? And he's like, what do you mean? Yeah, I'm right here. I'm like, no, I'm in Fort Lauderdale. He's like, what? And I'm like literally right behind his truck. <laughs> and you see him put it in drive and start driving. I'm like, wait, no, no, I was kidding. Oh, and, man, that's great. And, and we, called JD on, we called JD on the, in the car. And he, he was just laughing his ass wow. off. And it was, it was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. You know, I have, a, I have a kid that I coach from Coach Pitch and through like minors and stuff like that. He's actually be a senior this year um, up here in Broward at Terravella. His name is Chris Sinta. He's actually committed to Miami, left-handed pitcher. Um, I know his brother. Kaz. Kazi? Yeah. Kazi. So, so I, like, I've, I've had Chris. And, and Kazi, listen, he, you know, he threw the ball hard too, right? But, like, Chris, man, he's committed to Miami, left-handed pitcher. And it's nice because me and his dad, we coach together, you know what I mean? And uh, so I'm excited to see Chris, you know, get up and, you know, rock that orange and green next year and, uh, and throw no, it. So, you know, Kazi. I, Oh, of course. I know both of them. I know the brothers. We so my team would play Terrell every year. And, oh, that's right. Um, okay. Yeah. I remember Vines Charter and um, Kazi would actually he played for the Western Rattlers. Yes, correct. When I Child. when I played when I played for the Wildcats. Okay. So we were always the Western Rattlers was like our rival, rival right? Team. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. So yeah. every time Kazi would pitch, it was because he was pitching against us because he was basically their best guy. Man, he and it was our guy heat, against bro. their guy. Oh yeah, it, it was definitely a day where. It was a probably two zero two one game all the time. Never did you know about. Chris? Did you know Chris was committed to Miami? I actually didn't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I so, not, but that's awesome. Yeah, I think he went down there last year. I think one of his coaches uh, said, "Hey, why don't you go down to the camp or something like that?" And Ka, you know, the dad cause is like, "Well, I don't know, you know, blah blah blah." And then they decided to go down there, pay for the camp, and then Chris was just he was throwing heat, man. I'm thinking, I think he's in the high 80s right now, low 90s. Mm, you know, and. And then I guess they offered him, and I, so I think their official offer comes out in like next month or something like that. And so That's they're awesome. all they're ready for him. Awesome. So yeah, so if you're there next year, Chris will be there. So 100, percent that'll be great. That'll be awesome. I know I'm, I've seen his brother pitch, and I think um, I think he was actually probably a freshman when I was I want to say a senior. Yeah, yeah, he was a freshman when I was a senior in high school, and I remember Kazi. I think Kazi was. Yeah, Kazi pitched that first game against us on our first game, and I remember his brother coming in, and he did pretty well too. I, I mean, I could only we used imagine. To call him, uh, so we call Chris Flatbill. So when we had our, our we had our team, like our, our minors team, like I was a president, so I just I everybody else got like the basic T-shirts. Like I made sure that we had jerseys, and but the parents paid for it, right? But I wanted our team to look good, right? So we were the Cardinals at this point, and. Uh, Chris came out with a St. Louis, like just a flat bill, you know, and I'm like, look at you, flat bill. So ever since then, oh, we call him <laughs> flat bill, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's, that's funny. Oh, that's man, but like, one. you know, watching him, you know, when he was, you know, seven years old, like just like throwing off, throwing off the mound, man, like he was bringing the heat back then, you know, and back then, you know, you're throwing from 46. So no, that ball comes imagine, a lot yeah. quicker, man. And so, yeah. well, shoot, that's good, man. I, I'm excited. Like I said, I'm excited to see him um you know get down there and play because obviously when you coach kids you know you want to see them succeed and do things of course and obviously of course. being somebody going to a school that i truly love um it just makes it more the merrier for me so i i, I could not agree with less 
That's awesome. So, Max, I do want to ask you about one thing. I know you touched on the College World Series, but you actually hit a home run in game two, man. So, you know, I, I know we talked about this series, but but talk to me about, you know, about that swing and about hitting that and hitting a, hitting a home run in the College World Series, man. What was what was that experience? Um, it was it was definitely one to remember. I will probably remember that one until I die, tell my kids, grandkids, because the way I remember it was so, you know, we were down by a lot. Obviously, I remember I was already I was in by the seventh inning and my coach was, you know, getting getting me telling me the scouting report. And I remember I was just I probably wasn't even paying attention. I was just looking at the crowd. I was like, oh, God, I'm about to hit. So then the first guy gets out and my mind was already running. I'm like, oh, God, this is going to come up to me with two outs. And, you know, the whole crowd's already starting to cheer when I get up because they think, you know, I'm going to be the third out. They win the game. And so I'm coming up and. All I remember was like, don't be the last out. Don't be the last out. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, I just saw it and I swung. And then after that, I mean, I kind of felt like it was after, after I hit it, I felt like, okay, I got it. But that field, it was so big. I was like, I didn't want to take any chances. Yeah. But then when I saw the wow. pitcher wave at it, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm guessing it went away. So <laughs> it was, it was definitely an experience because you touch first base and it was like just probably 25,000 people booing you. But it was it was definitely pretty fun to have people boo you. I would I would say that. Yeah. No doubt, no doubt. All right, we gotta go to break real quick. We'll come right back on for the final segment. Stick around real quick as Max. Uh, listen to the Kang Gang Radio Show on Sirius XM Channel 145. We'll be right back. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid. But there is hope. Reach out to someone. Connect with your friends. Stay in touch with your community. And know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see, it's a bad idea to do that. I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing, you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. And then you oh, give me that puppy look. Back. You give me that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Give good a thing little nobody can see crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, 
you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word one. And in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn stronger because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction see if you're always winning then you don't really understand what it is to win you, you got to take those losses you got to take those hits there's got to be the valleys the peaks the ups the downs in order for you to when it does happen you go wow you know this is what it's all about on behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2949, iHeart Latino. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. We're getting ready to finish up here on the King Gang Radio Show. We're wrapping up the final segment of a two-hour show here um, on this national-based radio show that we do, representing the University of Miami, repping that orange and green. Someone coming, you know, we got Max on here coming from that, that I want to say black and yellow. What were your colors back then? It was like a golden black yellow. Black and gold. Black, black and gold, gold. Yeah. yeah you know? And now yeah. you're coming back, you know, you're coming home, that orange and green and – uh what made you decide to come back to Miami? Was there any other schools that you were looking at, decided to go to, or was Miami uh, like kind of a home? So y'all, y'all probably get a good laugh at this, but um, some schools that I, you know, had heavy interest in, I, you know, I had them in the top there were um, FSU, it was yeah. FSU, Miami, uh, Oklahoma State was a good, uh, a good. That's school a good school. That was yeah. Great, yeah, program. Were, yeah, Great program. Yeah, they had good stuff, and then a couple of the teams in the SEC. Um, University of Tennessee and some other guys there that hit me up, but uh, overall, I mean, it, it was a it was a great experience with uh, Lopez from the beginning. I mean, I remember uh, getting in the portal, and ten minutes after the portal, he calls me. First guy to call me, text me. He's like, "Hey, please call me." Like he was just making sure he got on the phone with me. <laughs> and I remember Miami guy, first one in the portal. First yeah, impressions. Yeah. First impressions mean everything, bro. I, I get it. Exactly. They, mu they must have learned yeah. that from Manny. The baseball program must have learned that from Manny Diaz on the transfer portal. Yeah, I mean, 
he uh he called me it was like 10 o'clock in nashville so i'm guessing it was i was like 11 o'clock here i was like dang it's kind of late for him i don't care about me but him but uh we were talking and we spoke until like probably 12 in the morning my time so for him it was one but for me it was it was for me what made me choose here was the consistency i would say that miami had with me throughout the whole recruitment process you know they they were aware of other teams contacting me but for them they didn't I don't think that swayed them one way or another. They were just real from the jump. Um, they showed, you know, immense love. And you, that's all you could ever ask from, you know, from coaches is just trust and trust and love. Because at the end of the day, you're the baseball player and you got to kind of like, you know, you're the artist and you just got to paint your, you know, paint your uh, canvas is the right, right. word. Yeah. But um, that's just kind of how I felt, you know, with the coaches. I felt like they were just going to let me paint the, the canvas. And that's just kind of the – just a great feeling I had family gut, you know, and everybody was on board and if my mom's on board, then I'm on board. You know, I'm I'm sure when it, when it went in, he probably saw that, uh, that seven RBI game that you had where you were three for three, uh, there on February 22nd against Georgia state, man, dude. And that was a double header, man. I mean, like (laughs) you were just feeling it that day, huh? I mean, seven RBIs, Uh, man, that's most people don't get that in a season. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, uh, it, it was definitely, uh, it was a crazy day that day. I remember, so I was splitting that day with the other catcher, and he had the first game. And then 20 minutes before that game, or before the second game, they said, hey, you're behind the plate. And I'm like, okay. So I'm getting ready. And first at bat, I remember I was in a 2-2 count. And by then, I already had four. I've had like four six at bats, and I still hadn't got my first collegiate hit. So I told myself, hey, man, just – just make contact with the baseball. Don't worry about anything else. And then my first hit became like a home run. And I was just like, whoa. You know, like it was like a bunch of pressure just came off. Yeah. And after that, it was just, it, it just became a movie. You know, you, everything just played itself and God did his thing. And, you know, it was it was a great, great day. It was beautiful. It was, it was just full of blessings all around, to be honest. Um, it kind of just brought me back to where I needed to be, I guess. You know, it was a good, uh, a good reminder of, kind of like where you need to be in your head and it kind of set the path for me after that that's incredible man <laughs> so let me ask you this so obviously vandy being over in the in the area of nashville obviously so my dad lives in hendersonville which is about 20 20 minutes north of nashville what's it like walking down broadway like did, did you <laughs> so i mean I'm, listen i've been there multiple times so like be real with me like what's it Nash, like vegas <laughs> what's it what's it like walking down broadway on a friday night or saturday night um for i would say the first time i went which was the spring uh before like covid hit i went with the guys because I never went in the fall. I went with the guys in the spring and I was like, Oh man, this is not, this is not my scene. At first I was like, this is, <laughs> I'm used to hearing Pitbull or like something out there, you know, something with Miami and, it, <laughs> Miami know? Stuff. and then all I hear is like, you know, what's his guy's Brian, all these guys. And I'm There's like, a bunch oh, of country God. music and bachelorette oh, parties, man. That's all you exactly. see down there. <laughs> you see like you see people like bicycling with like drinks in their hands, and I'm like, oh God, this is what it is. Then this year I went a couple of times and I enjoyed it, but it was because we found this one, this one place that it was all like Miami music. Like it was like oh, DJ. Man. DJ had some good music, and I was like, okay, here I can stay. I'm not going to no Aldeans, <laughs> no none of that weird stuff. I'm not trying to yeah. listen to country music right now. Only, only one out. place had the vibe down there, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, there was only one place that had that Miami vibe. 
but I mean, I enjoyed it. I, I started to learn and have a love for country music yeah. when I got there. But overall, you can't take 305 away from me. You know, it's just kind of in the blood. So yeah. I do got to ask you, have you ever ate at Hattie B's? Yes. Bro, yes, I have. How good yes. is it? I mean, I, th- I think it, I think the name stands, you know, just kind of tells you everything. Yeah. I remember the first time they're like, hey, you like spicy like food? I'm like, I mean, <laughs> we could try it. And um, <laughs> we got some chicken tenders and they gave me this buffalo sauce. I was like, OK, buffalo won't be too bad. No, nah, it was bad. <laughs> good job, huh? Oh, it was man. bad. They, got, they give you like French fries with it. And I was smacking on the French fries more than the chicken because I needed to like slow it down a little bit. <laughs> Need to cool it down, huh? Yeah. Hey, so yeah. so speaking of food joints in Nashville, man, what about Martin's Barbecue? You ever been to Martin's? Oh my god, bro, the best, right? Like, oh man, that's I'm my that's you. my dad's favorite restaurant. We oh, every, bro, time every time they time. came and visited, they had to go there. I would get myself the turkey. I want to know. I think it's called like the turkey sandwich, and it's just like with yeah. that white barbecue sauce they oh, have. Bro. Oh man. That that place is incredible, man. I remember, oh. you know, like I remember the first time I went there, I like walked in there randomly because I saw it was was good barbecue, and like the dude walks walks back behind the bar, he's holding a whole hog, like literally yep. a whole hog, and puts and it in the pit. Like, he puts yeah. it in the pit behind the bar, and I'm like, whoa, this yeah. place, this place is serious, man. These Tennessee dudes don't play, <laughs> and, and they don't, and they don't. Because uh, no. so I went up to Miami University. Of Miami played the University of Tennessee in 2002 up in, 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 in Knoxville. So we, we go to, I always travel to go to, to road games and like we, first of all, we kind of parked right by the Tennessee river and you just see like, so anything in, in, in Tennessee is they're good people. Right. But like the spread that people put out there is just like, you don't get that from Miami, right? Like the Southern cooking, just the hospitality, you know, and again, like, you know, that's what I think about Broadway, like Broadway, like you literally could walk up and down Broadway, just, like till three, four o'clock in the morning. And, and the yeah. best is the best is after like the Nashville Predators are playing that night. And then everybody like pours right yeah. onto Broadway. Like yeah. it's literally right on the corner of Broadway. Yeah. <laughs> I, it was actually now that you remind me, there was Super Bowl last year that we went out. And uh, that's when everybody after the game, because they had a big, because the Titans, I think they were, they made it to, Playoffs. I forgot how far they got. They I got think it was to the ACC title game, I think. Yeah, they got right to the end. And they had the big like screen out in Broadway, like in the middle of the street. And then after the game finished, everybody just dispersed into the clubs and the bars. <laughs> and then I remember it was like it, it was packed, but they're just you know overall, I would I would say the difference between like South Beach and and um, Broadway is like Broadway. It's a little bit more of like just one. There's just one way, you know. There's yeah. everything's all together. In South Beach, you know, there's a spot here, there's a spot there. You might find you know there's good places to eat all the time around here. But it's more of like, I, like I always told people, I feel like Nashville is very small and like you can walk places like in Nashville, you see everybody walking south and South Beach, Miami, like around here. You, we don't really walk as much as they do back up there. Oh, and I, I think it's just, yeah, you just Uber, get in the car and you drive. Yeah, yeah you know, we but drive. The rooftop, like the rooftops, you know, at Broadway, man, it's like, you know, and obviously a couple of years back, they had the NFL like experience for the draft and stuff there. Yeah. Like that whole Broadway was just completely shut down. Yeah. Were you were yeah. you up there when that was going on? When they had the yeah. NFL draft? Yeah, I mean yeah, we were. like I mean they had people like funneling in the side streets and all kinds of stuff, man. Like <laughs> yeah. I, I mean they, and obviously they had a devastated uh, tornado there, you know, like last year or something like that. Were that you guys really, were you we guys were affected right by that? Oh wow, yeah. okay. So I have a great story for you. So I'm there and I'm I'm from down here. We never have tornadoes or tornado alarms ever go off. 
So we get a we get a text message and my roommate at the time from Missouri and the text message said, hey, like severe tornado coming through, like, please go to the basement and hide. Her and down. Yeah, just like be careful. <laughs> and, I, and I look at my room. I'm like, yo, I think we got to go to the basement. He's like, no, nah, man, I've been through tornadoes all the time. Like, we'll be fine. Don't worry about it. I'm like, all right, cool. And then I just see like lightning hitting around the sky and it's like green. Like the sky just went green. Oof. And it's because it hit the... It hit, uh, I think it hit like the box and everything just blew up. Yeah, transforming, it blew up. And um, I was like, hey, Duff, man, this does not look safe. He's like, man, we'll be fine. Like, they just built these buildings. We're okay. All right. (laughs) So we went to sleep. We felt, we fell asleep like babies. Then we woke up the next day and he wakes me and was like, Max, Max, like, dude, it's it's bad. I'm like, what are you talking about? And I opened the window, literally, like, the road next to us, the building was just completely gone, like, destroyed. And I was like, Duff, I'm about to kill you, man. Like, the tornado didn't kill you. Like, I was like, man, the tornado didn't kill us, but I'm about to kill you. Like, we oh, got, wow. like oh. but everything, everybody was safe. Like, Vanderbilt, yeah. you know, took care of us pretty well. And I, I mean, it was, it was very sad because I remember that day, it was me, like six, seven guys that like, we went, well, Vanderbilt got us together and we went and we got to, like, at least help little kids that were, like, homeless now. Yeah. And we see oh. the kids, like, we brought, I think it was this one little kid I was with and we had Play-Doh and I gave Play-Doh every single little kid. And he goes, do you have one for me? And I just ran out. I'm like, uh, and I, I felt so bad. I was like super sad. I was like, I told one of the guys, guys, please go buy Play-Doh and bring it. So I brought him like a little big tub and everybody like just really enjoyed it. Yeah. It was the, the guys, I mean, Vanderbilt took care of them so well. I mean, I can't, they, they were awesome with how they relief, you know, like the relief programs we had. It was sad, but at the same time, Nashville was a city like us, you know, they're very strong and all together. So yeah. it, was, it was good. It was good. What is yeah. your, so obviously we only have a couple more minutes left here before we wrap up. Like what's your expectations going into the season in 2021 um, for yourself, your, your personal expectations? Um, Honestly, for me, I just want to have a just mentality where it's just, at peace you know with everything I do people tend to with like they're being a draft year and stuff they tend to overthink and kind of like try to do too much at once and this year I just want to just focus on us winning and overall just kind of the team I feel like if you you know you you busy yourself with like just the team the team the team everything take care of itself and um, honestly speaking I, I that's just what I'm looking for I'm looking just for the team aspect making it Omaha that's just our goal. Our goal is just to take it day by day. And I think that's where my head is mentally. You know, I'm thinking about yeah. where I'm at right now with you guys and whatever happens tomorrow happens. I'm just kind yeah. of in that mindset right now. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing, man. You know, we, we can't take tomorrow for granted, right? Cause tomorrow's not even promised. Right. So it's like, you know, you guys going to sleep and who knows what happened across the street, you know, people might've lost their lives. Right. So we don't mm-hmm. know. So that, that, that's a great, you know, um, yeah. type of philosophy to think about. Um, do you have a nickname? Do you, do you go by a nickname or so you? so back back at Bandy they called me MJ because my okay. dad's name is Max as well so I was junior, junior. so they'll call me Max uh, Max Junior but everybody called me Romo okay. like Tony Romo but it was just because of my last name so just don't throw the H on there <laughs> yeah I just say yeah exactly <laughs> exactly that's exactly what I said no Tony well, no then, if it's, then if it's time to choose a number, man, you got to go with number 23, nine. 23, MJ, bro. <laughs> uh, no, I, I don't know. My, my family number, my big number has always been number four. And I've, I've okay. heard that four is a big number here in Miami. So 
You'll yeah. see. I've heard some big time guys come out of football with number four. Devin so. Hester. Exactly. So, <laughs> so you, you mentioned football. So are you, are you a football fan? Or are you a Canes football fan? Yes, I am. I mean, I'm I'm not like a like a guy that knows all the players and stuff, but um, if they're yeah. winning, I'm rooting. And if they're losing, yeah, I'm rooting nice. anyways. Yeah, I remember yeah. I think it was two years ago, uh, I was in, I was a senior in high school and my my school is known for like F, like it's called we call it the FSU feeder school because all the guys from our school go to FSU. And I was a UM guy and I remember we were I'm pretty sure it was two years ago we were like kicking our butts like bad. One time, right? I'm, I'm, I think I'm on oh, the, yeah, right the last four no, years. Football, we yeah. smoked we, we, four years in a row, we beat them. So okay, yeah, yeah. I remember it was like three. Years yeah, let's ago. not talk about baseball last year. Though. We already <laughs> mentioned that. No, no, yeah, yeah. No, I mean it was three years ago. It was football. And we were just smoking them, and I was just taunting him the whole game. He was so Love upset, it. and I just, I mean, I've always been a UM guy. My dad loves UM. Everything about it. So that's me. Any, uh, any tattoos? Yeah, I have one right now. Right okay. now, it's a compass. So before I went to Nashville, I got a compass to represent like my to family not, to know how to get back to Miami. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it was the, destined to be. So, <laughs> so like the northwest and south like symbols. It's just yeah. my parents' initials and my oh, sisters. Nice. Okay. And then my my hashtag that I always use is FYMDS, which is something I used as a kid, which is for you, mom, dad, sister. Okay. So that's just kind of my thing. But uh, yeah, it's just you know a little simple tattoo. Uh, got it a couple of years back, but you know, hopefully, get some more and kind of start. Probably got a U on here or something. Listen, nice. I got I got one right there, man. I mean, <laughs> He's got a bunch of them. I got I got Kang Gang right here, man. Come on, man. So, uh, where can where can people follow you? Like, what's your social media platforms? You know, obviously, IG, Twitter. You know, where can people find you so they can follow you? Uh, I mean, IG, Twitter. It's all the same handle. It's um, MJ underscore RTV Romero. Uh, it's, okay. you know, everywhere's the same handle. I kind of kept it the same, but, uh, yeah, that's where I'm at. See the MJ that that's my, that's right there. Number 23, man. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's yeah. Destined, bro. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it, man. If I get 23, I'm not complaining either. Listen, Charles Johnson wore 23 at the University that's, of Miami. That is, a, that is yeah. a great number for just, a catcher at Miami. Just baby. throwing that out there, right? <laughs> There's nothing hey, wrong with going to the equipment guy and say, yeah. listen, man. I know a guy named CJ who wore two three. I'm MJ. I need to wear two three. So, <laughs> just keep it, keep it simple, it. bro. Keep it simple. Well, oh, well Matt, man, man, Bert. No, no. I was just gonna say, you know, you'll you'll see us here at the Can Gang, man. We have a lot of we have a lot of alumni on, right? Um, you know, we always call people by their uniform numbers. As 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 Co always says, man, it's a sign of respect to you to, to call you by your number, man. So you know, when Appreciate next time that. you come on, because we'll definitely have you on again, man. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll call you by your number. Be like, yo, two, three, or we're down at Mark Light. We're drinking a shake. Like, two, three, you want some of this? <laughs> hey, I'm ready for it. I'm, I'm no excited. And thank you guys for having me, truly. We appreciate it, Max. Listen, best of luck. And uh, we'll definitely, you know, we'll, we'll definitely get down there and see you. And, uh, you know, best of luck. And hopefully you guys uh, do well this season. Thank you. No, for sure. Can't wait. All right. Well, you guys listen to the Kang Gang Radio Show here on Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. It's been a great two hours, and I appreciate everybody tuning in. You guys have a great week, and as always, go Canes. Go Canes. The views and opinions expressed on Kane Gang are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.